Nora Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the Black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nora Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more, and I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Nora Speaks podcast, and I am your host, Nora Muhammad. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the podcast. I hope that you've been uh, informed and and edified by uh, what's been shared on the podcast. If there are topics uh, that you would like to suggest for uh, this podcast, feel free to let me know. You can uh, email me at Nora at Nora Speaks, um, NoraSpeaks.com that is. I'm, I'd be happy to uh, hear uh, what your suggestions are. And, and, and as always, you're always welcome to let me know what you think about the podcast, whether you hate it, <laughs> whether you love it, uh, or maybe it's a little something in between. Either way, I am here for it all. So in this episode, I want to talk about the independent black woman. I am so glad to see that so many black women are coming around to um, pushing back against the strong black woman uh, uh, language, title, uh, and and, and I, I'm seeing it more and more, which is very encouraging. And I'm very happy about that. You know, that strong black woman um, in this conversation, I want to talk about the independent woman phrase that is thrown around. Now, I don't know whether or not this is a phrase that was coined by us or not. Um, but I do think that it's something that we repeat, meaning black women as a salve, you know, as as a bomb to kind of ease the distress that we have at being perhaps unloved, unprotected, or unprovided for, or uh, unprovided for. Um, independent black woman. Independent means that we don't need another. That we not only do we not need anybody else, but we're not relying on anybody else. And you know, this is something—a phrase, the independent black woman—that um, you know some of us push out there with pride and you know, or, or we observe it with great admiration. And, and I don't know that this is something that we should be proud of or admire. To be independent means to not need another and to not rely on another. How healthy, how healthy is this to live by? This is not a healthy means to live. I mean, let's think about it. Independent, not needing another. Well, I know a lot of black women who took advantage of the WIC program, you know, the Women, Infants and Children, which is a federal program that helps women um, provide healthy or nutritious food to their children. I know women who participate in the CHIP program, the the Children's Health Insurance Program that's ran um, by most states, I think, where we can go and get our children um, checked out for medical appointments through this federal program, right? I know women who use food banks uh, to get food for their children or, or school nutrition programs, right? I know black women and I am one who took a federal student loan to uh, subsidize my education, right? 
I know women who take bank loans for their cars, who take out mortgages for their homes. I know women who use subsidized housing. So where is all of this independence (laughs) that some of us are so proud of? You know, the idea that the independent black woman moniker phrase is used, that is pretty much used in relation to our men, right? To black men. Um, I'm an independent black woman. And then sometimes we throw in, I'm a strong independent black woman. Well, that usually is, is, is used when we are, um, uh, uh, standing tall through some kind of adverse circumstance. We are surviving, right? Maybe we're a single parent, single mother, you know, but I'm an independent woman, right? But if you had a brother there in the household with you that was contributing, that would probably be good, right? Uh, Previously, I said we use that as a bomb to kind of ease the distress of being or the loneliness, right? Of being unloved, unprotected and unprovided for. That is not a desirable state for any of us to be in, to be unloved, to be unprotected or to be unprovided for. And you can say, well, look, I make more money than my, I'm not just talking about income. Our men bring a lot more than just income. They should be bringing an income, but there's more to providing than just money. Presence. Listen, uh, I remember learning this back when I was in college. I had a dynamic, dynamic sociology professor, Dr. Hazard Donald at Rutgers University. She was a black woman and she was an advocate for black people, for black families and for black men. And she taught me and others so much. And I remember her sharing that homes that are uh, single mother led are less safe than homes that have a man in the home, right? Now, that man could be your brother, could be your father, could be your uncle, could be your husband, right? Could be your boyfriend. But what she shared is that that house (laughs) that has a man there, it's less likely to be run up in by somebody that has some kind of evil intentions, right? So, So that's what I'm talking about, too. Just a male's presence brings something. A male's presence can bring order to the home. Um, order the children and 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 protect the household and 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 love on everybody that lives in the house. And I know that we don't talk enough about uh, the loving nature of black men, and maybe that's something we can talk about on the show. You know, we we don't see black men portrayed as being loving, right? We see them being portrayed as being lusty right? (laughs) Right. We see that plenty, right? We see black men being portrayed as being violent. We see that plenty, but a loving man, a nurturing man, we don't see that, um, uh, disposition in entertainment, right? Where we get a lot of our information. We don't see that portrayal or depiction of black men, right? We see lust when we see violence, but we don't see loving, protecting and providing for so as black women, we take on this independent status as if we don't need a man, even though, you know, if we were to open up the, the dark spaces in our minds and hearts and, and, and reveal, we really would like companionship. 
we really would like marriage. We really would like protection and the, and the strength that comes with a man. But because we don't have it or it's not present in the way that we think we should get that, then we put on this armor of independent black women. We're independent. And, and it's interesting. I've never heard any other nationality of woman. Now, and I'm, when I say black women, I, I should really specify uh, black women who are descendants of slavery because other black people from other nationalities, nations, countries still have the interest and desire for the wholeness, for that sanctity of, of family and, and, and of marriage and, and, and of companionship. I mean, it's still important to many black women that are not uh, descendants of American slavery. They still really do hold on to just that, that natural interest in that companion, in that other half. But us as black women, this is this idea that we have. But I don't see this in, in Chinese women. I've never, ever, ever heard a Chinese woman say that she's an independent Chinese woman. I've never heard uh, an American woman who's a Caucasian say, I'm an independent white woman. I've never heard that. Japanese woman, Indian woman, Haitian woman, Guyanan woman. I've never, ever, or Guyanese woman. I've never heard this. And I doubt that you've heard it. And if you have, you definitely haven't heard it as often as you hear it from a black American woman, that she is an independent woman. So we use that term really in relation to, to black men. And, uh, you know, some of the things that we celebrate as independent black women, especially strong independent black women, we celebrate our education, right? We celebrate our corporate success, right? We, we cele- celebrate our hustle, but our education cannot protect us. Our corner office is not going to love us. And our boss babe hustle is not going to nurture our children, right? Now, I'm not saying that um, a woman should just marry a man just to have one, right? But I don't think it's a healthy idea or notion that we don't leave space or reject our men because we don't think that they have value or we don't think that our bond with them has value because we are, in fact, two pairs of a whole. We are two pairs of a whole. And I also think that we should break the shackles of the conditioning that puts us against ourselves and puts us against our men. Um, that independent black woman, I, I remember once someone was, um, I remember I was, I was receiving an honor for International Women's History Month uh, in 2023 and a key figure, a male, a black male, as a matter of fact, he was describing as, as, as the event was opening up, he was, he was a leader, a black male leader. And he was describing the women who would be honored. And he said, you know, uh, he used the term strong black women or, or strong independent black women. And I just, I just put my head down. Um, because, I don't want to be known as a strong, independent black woman. I, I don't mind being strong and I don't mind black. And I, I, excuse me, I do mind strong. And I, and I'll tell you why I mind strong. I mind being called strong because usually when a black woman is being called strong or identified as strong, it's because of um, 
surviving or thriving in spite of an adversity. And I don't want adversity. I mean, we all are going to have it, but I don't want the adversity that gives me the strength that I carry the burden that a man should carry. So yes, I, I do take issue with strong. I don't want strong. I, 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 you can call me a black woman, but don't call me an independent black woman and don't call me a strong black woman. Please don't call me a strong, independent black woman because I am in need of my brothers, whether that's my husband, my sons, my biological brother, my brothers in the community. I am not someone who does not want to be reliant on another because I know that's an unnatural state to live and it's just impossible. Right. It's impossible for us to live and be independent. So even that it's a contradiction in term. But I don't think that uh, the idea that we accept um, a reality that makes us or has us independent from our men. I don't think that's healthy and it's not acceptable by any other uh, nation of people. And I don't think black women that that's something that we should be accepting the idea of being an independent black woman. No, no, no. I want us to be black women. I want us to be black women who are married, black women who are dependent on our men the way they are dependent on us. I've never heard a man say, I'm an independent black man. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean that you don't want a woman? Like, what is, what are you telling me? That is not something that we hear from others. But that is something that we repeat. And, and I think it's just really part of conditioning. I think that we've been conditioned to be against our men or to not want our men to be in leadership and to be protecting and providing. Um, perhaps uh, another theory that I've thought is that perhaps, you know, the independent black woman was a term given to us because they knew they destroyed our men. They knew that they destroyed our men. So let us help this black woman be comfortable. Be comfortable doing it by herself, figuring it out by herself because we've destroyed her men. And so I don't want to be comfortable doing it by myself. I don't want you to be comfortable doing it by yourself. I don't want us to get used to being by ourselves. And yet we are going to the federal government, right, for our student loans, right? We're going to the federal government to uh, get health care for our children, right, to get housing, right? We're going to banks for cars and mortgage. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We should not accept independent. And when someone says that to you the next time, I want you to take a second thought and, 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 and really think about what they're saying. Think about what that phrase means. And if that's something that you should be applying to your own identity. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nora Speaks podcast. Until next time. Stay in peace. We were brought here as a piece of property. And to keep that piece of property, uh, uh, it is to not allow the property to know uh, the value of the property. What I mean by that, uh, uh, if you had known the history of yourself, you would not have been made a slave. And uh, you won't be a slave now if you have a knowledge of yourself. It's hard to enslave a person that have equal knowledge with you. You just can't do it. And so this knowledge of yourself is the thing that will free you from what you have been suffering from. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Norris Beast Podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always... 
If you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website, noramohammed.com. Or if you have a listener question, email me at info at norahspeaks.com. You can also follow the Nora Speaks podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Nora Speaks Podcast. I'll be sure to include links in the show notes. If this show has value to you, please subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with family and friends. And be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, don't just join the movement, be the movement. Stay in peace.